0: Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will your people turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Tremble and do not sin when you are on your beds. Search your hearts and be silent. Offer the sacrifices of the righteous and trust in the Lord. Many, Lord, are asking, who will bring us prosperity? Let the light of your face shine on us. Fill my heart with joy when their grain grey and new wine abound. In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks,
1: Peter God. Good morning, everybody.
2: Uh, as Matthew said, my name's Chris. I'm one of the elders here. Um, and as we come to look at this psalm
1: together, let's pray. Dear Father God, please would you prepare us now to Uh, to look at your
2: word and to hear you speak. Lord, please, would you, by your Holy Spirit, here with us right now, would you speak to us? Would you soften our hearts, soften our minds, open our ears to hear you? Amen. Right, well, as I've been thinking about this psalm, one of the things that has really struck me is how powerful music is. Um, we encounter music at all stages of our lives, don't we? And it's great. Uh, it lifts the soul. It changes the mood. There's something about music that speaks to the emotions in a way that other things can't. That pulls at the heartstrings. I wonder whether you can think of one of those songs that you love to listen to. That that sort of it changes your mood, that perks you up, cheers you up, perhaps. I'd say Dancing in the Moonlight by a Toploader for me is a good one. Not sure why that's funny. <laughs> I do admit, yeah, cheesy music is my thing. Um, you might feel one way at the start, and by the end you're, you're feeling different, you're feeling better. S Club 7 is another one. <laughs> Psalm 4 is an in, in an entirely different set of uh, genre of music, um, that's, uh, so, and it, it's a song. That, that's clear from the italics at the start, which are part of the biblical text. Uh, they're for the director of music, that this song should be played with stringed instruments. I found a good version of this psalm uh, set to music online. It had some funky rhythm guitar and, and some drums thrown in as well. And you'll see also from those italics at the start that this song was written by David and was written, it it seems, for God's people to sing. He's given it to to God's people for them to sing. And the lyrics speak of of this sort of transformation that, that music can have. And here it's a transformation from a place of distress in verse one, and it finishes in a place of peace and safety in verse eight. So what a fantastic psalm, a song like that that starts in distress and finishes in a place of peace. So I guess the question is what happens in between verses one and eight? What's the cause of the transformation? Now this psalm is sometimes referred to as as a nighttime psalm. You'll see there's a couple of references to bed, lying down, sleep. So a good one perhaps to read before bed. David ends in peace and sleep. I take it that this psalm is a good one to turn to at any time of the day, uh, perhaps particularly when we are in distress, or to help us to prepare for those inevitable times of distress. So let's have a look at the, the first bit by way of intro. Verse one, answer me when I call to you, my righteous God, give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. So this is what David sings. Apparently the word distress here comes with a sense of being sort of closed in, squeezed. Um, Makes me think of those times when your heart is racing, you're feeling hot and bothered, you need to loosen the collar on your shirt and tie if anybody wears those anymore. And what makes you distressed will be a very subjective Pressure at work is one thing, perhaps too much to do. You drop the ball, you let somebody down. Unreasonable expectations, misunderstandings. Maybe illness is another thing. Your illness or the illness of a of a loved one. The worry, the stress, the pain, the pressure that might create. Financial worries, relationship tension struggles to sleep, fears and anxieties of all kinds, worries about the future, big changes coming up, the news, hearing about horrible news about Afghanistan. I was talking to my boss on Friday and she was describing this reading the news and just feeling distressed, feeling um, just horrible. Um, And I suggested reading Psalm 4, um, that it might help. So, David is in distress. And what does he do? Of course, he calls out to God. Prayer is always the right thing to do. I guess that's the first thing that jumps out in that first one. Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Have mercy on me. Hear my prayer. I'm too slow to turn to God in times of distress. And this psalm is a real encouragement to turn to God more quickly. Answer me when I call to you. David is in distress and he calls out to God. And hopefully after looking at this psalm today, uh, we will want to turn to God more quickly. Perhaps use this psalm as a guide for our prayers when we're in distress. Um, Let's go on to verse 2. It seems that David's situation involves people turning his glory into shame. So, how long will you people turn my glory into shame? He says, how long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Now, David was God's king, God's chosen one. And people are turning from him and from God and looking for answers elsewhere. They're running after delusions, false gods, or in the footnote, you'll see it says seeking lies. People are seeking lies. And so David is distressed and he turns to God. And... There are a number of things, I think, that we can learn from this psalm. As, as David sings about his situation and moves from this place of distress to a place of peace, and ultimately what we see is that in times of distress, the Lord is what we need. Because we see first in verse 3 that in distress we should know that the Lord hears, And in verses 4 and 5 we see that in distress we should trust in the Lord. And verses six and seven, in distress we should enjoy the Lord's favour. Point up. So, first one, in distress, know that the Lord hears. Verse three. Know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. So David is in this situation where. His glory is being turned into shame. People are turning away from him, from the king, and running after lies. He's distressed. And in that sort of situation of distress, I guess uh, there are a number of temptations. And one of those might be to think that God has left me. He's no longer with me. He doesn't care about me. He doesn't love me. I'm in this situation of distress. Things are wrong. God doesn't love me. And so it's as if David is preaching to himself here in verse three and wanting God's people to know, as they sing this song, that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord, the the one who is awesome, merciful, just, has set apart his faithful servant. And you you get a bit of a help in kind of understanding what, what David means here by looking at at other versions and filling out our understanding of this text, because um, if you look in the King James version or the, um, or the ESV version, it says, the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. And so this is you, the godly, his, God's faithful servants, God's people, God's children. If you're a Christian, that is, if you're following and trusting Jesus, as your king you can sing this song in times of distress know that the lord has set apart you his faithful servant for himself know that the lord has set me apart for him the lord hears when i call to him i've been chosen i am special i've been loved by god shown mercy by God. I've been adopted into his family. I'm his special child. I've been set apart for him. The Lord hears when I call to him. I've heard this story um, before. I'm not sure um, where from, but it's, it's a good one. This, the story of a, you know, think of a mega important man, let's say the, the president of the United States. and um, He's super busy. You can never get hold of him or get through to him, he's just too busy and important. But his children have a special number to call. They're the only one with that number. And that number will be answered 24 seven, no matter what is going on, no matter how busy the president is. If that phone rings, it gets answered and dad is there.
1: The Lord hears when I call to him. 1 Peter
2: chapter 3, verse 12, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So in distress, praise God, call on him because he has set you, Christian, <laughs> apart for himself. He hears when he calls him. If you're not a Christian, if you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, can I urge you to come to God through Jesus? The experience of David, the blessings of God through Jesus can be yours. They're open to everybody and anybody. All that is needed is trust in Jesus, to follow Him as your Saviour and King. Please do talk to me or, or another Christian afterwards if you'd like to know more. And I think it's important to just to to mention as we read these Psalms, they're part of the Old Testament and we need to um, read them through the lens of the New Testament. And so why do we have this special treatment? Well, it is because of Jesus. He is the one who died for us, bring us into God's family. He's he's our telephone number, so to speak. He is the one who who gets us access to God. It's because of Jesus that God hears us he's done the work so in distress know that the lord hears know it it's certain second in distress trust in the lord that's verses four and five let's have a look at those tremble and do not sin when you're on your beds search your hearts and be silent Offer the sacrifices of the righteous and trust in the Lord. So here we see David calling people to avoid sin in the midst of distress. And I guess that's because when we are in distress, another temptation will be to sin, to respond to the situation badly. Perhaps to deal with it in a way that would not bring honor to God to say, shove up God, I'm in charge. No to your rules.
1: Um, the start of verse four, where it says "tremble," um, it, you, know, you get get another
2: uh, bit more understanding from looking at other uh, versions. So um, the ESV again, "be angry and do not sin," or in the King James, it's be agitated and do not sin." So I guess the idea is that in times of distress, you're already affected. That's the nature of of being distressed. So do you tremble um you've been affected you're agitated but but do not sin and it certainly is a temptation it's a huge temptation to deal with situations in our own strength in a way that is not trusting in God to lash out perhaps physically or or verbally uh gossip an angry word you know strongly worded email um, from the last week uh, even there will have been i 'm um, sure loads of times when we 've been tempted um, to this in times of minor or major distress, a sort of a general approach to situation that pays little attention to other people. A, a silly example from um, a suitably long time ago for me um during games lesson at school and um, being split into teams for a football tournament, I can remember it really well because my team was rubbish and mm-hmm. One of the teams got loads of good players. And it was not fair. It was clearly not fair. I was distressed. And as the goals went in, you know, I got angrier. Um, and you know, the other team was celebrating. Just, oh, shut up. And I had to do something. <laughs> I I lashed out and I kicked one of the other players, one of my friends, on the leg. And, you know, I, I aimed for shin pads. Um, I, I did get them. Um, the situation was not right. I was distressed and I had to do something about it. Well at least that's what I thought. But I was wrong. First of all, tremble and do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. I, I think it's a comfort actually that David acknowledges and admits that this will be something that we need to deal with. Something that we will struggle with. We're the Lord's children. We are set apart For himself. He hears when we call, but distressing times are hard. Do not sin. When you're on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. And if that sounds hard, if that sounds doomed to fail, well, verse five, I think, helps with this as well, because offer the sacrifices of the righteous and trust in the Lord. Of course, one of the reasons sacrifices were made in the Old Testament before Jesus came was because God's people were not perfect and needed to be cleansed. They needed to be made pure in order to be in relationship with God. But Jesus was our sacrifice on the cross so that we no longer need to burn animal sacrifices as they used to in the Old Testament. The once and for all sacrifice has been made so that we draw near God's throne with confidence and so we come to Jesus on the cross confessing our sins turning away from them and back to God time and again and trusting him and so in distress do not sin do not sin and where that doesn't go well rely on Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins trust in the lord and david gives us the practical steps to follow as as part of turning to jesus and trusting in the lord here doesn't he when you're on your bed search your hearts and be silent he says i've been wondering why david picks that sort of time of when you're on your beds is it um i don't know is it just a reference to a, a sort of time of quiet when life slows down search your hearts and be silent there's um a sense of sort of meditating on God. Um, or is it that that is a time when we might struggle? Our minds might be racing through the things, the problems, uh, the things that are distressing us. We might start in those quiet times on our bed to allow sin to take over. Well, I'm, I'm not sure, but clearly there is an active step that David is saying we should take here. Search
1: your hearts and be silent. So, have those quiet times.
2: Have those quiet times reading the Bible and praying regularly, persistently, in distress. Come to the Lord. Think on the love that he has, that meant he gave up his only son, Jesus as our sacrifice on the cross so that we could be forgiven in a right relationship with him, a child of God. Rest in God, rely on him as, as the merciful Lord and judge of all who will bring justice. Rely on him, not on ourselves. So in distress, trust in the Lord. I was thinking a little bit about trust. I don't know whether you did this when you were a child, um, after that sort of car journey late in the evening, the car reaches the destination and you're not completely asleep. but well, you just stay in your seat pretending to be asleep because you want your mum or dad to carry you to bed? You you, know, you trust that they will get you to bed, that they're not going to drop you, that they're going to sort you out, they're going to tuck you in. You sort of hand over control. Um, and we, we trust others in all walks of life, don't we? I, yeah. Trust the teachers at schools to look after your children. Trust colleagues at work to do the work you've asked them to do without needing to check everything they've done. We hand over control. We, we trust people. In distress, trust in the Lord. Don't respond to distress with sin. Meditate on God's word. Search your hearts and be silent. Come to Jesus for forgiveness and your righteousness and trust the Lord with your situation knowing that he is the good just and merciful God in control of all of our circumstances so in distress know that the Lord hears and in distress trust in the Lord and then third and finally in distress enjoy the Lord's favor that's verses six to seven let's have a look at those
1: many lords are asking who will bring us prosperity Let the light of your face
2: shine on us. Fill my heart with joy when their grain and new wine abound. And so I guess we see a third temptation in times of of distress, the temptation to turn elsewhere other than to God. Who will bring us prosperity? Grain, new wine. That's what we want. That's... That's what we need, we need more money, we need the economy to recover, we need the pandemic to end, we need good political leaders, we need a fulfilling job, we need success. Of course, none of them bad things. But the song, the psalm goes, don't go elsewhere for the answer to your distress. Enjoy the Lord's favour. So David says, let the light, he says to God, let the light of your face shine on us and fill my heart with joy. I think the emphasis in that verse seven, see where it says, fill my heart with joy when their grain and new wine abound. It's the emphasis that whilst others have their focus on grain and new wine, David is satisfied with joy from God. That's what he wants. And so we have verses, we have verse six. Who will bring us prosperity. Verse seven, grain and new wine. That's what we want. And David in, in between, let the light of your face shine on us. Fill my heart with joy. I was thinking about this, this line about the light of your face. Light is a good thing, isn't it? A positive thing, a blessing. You know, think of the joy of a, a light, sunny day the light of your face. I guess um, shorthand for the the blessings of God, the favour of God. And and to come from God's face, it speaks of personal, doesn't it? Relationship. Um, God sees Jesus' perfection when he looks at a Christian. And so his face is always lighting up in the Christian's direction. We know God's favour his attention his smile all the time what joy and wonder to know that God's face shines on us and so it's not that he sorts out our problems by taking them away or by changing our circumstances necessarily he might do but what we really need is God himself and the light of his face to shine on us we need God and more of God in distress and in other times for that matter don't look for your satisfaction your joy elsewhere other places will disappoint but God and his favor the light of his face provides us with lasting real joy a relationship with God brings us more joy than the world provides um for art homework, I used to have to submit a, a piece of art every week when I was at school. Um, I slave away over this, I, I wasn't very good at art, and, but I would work really hard at it. Um, and I think the reason for that wasn't anything to do with the art, I wasn't kind of bothered really about the art itself. Um, it was because I was looking for the smile of the teacher. I was looking for his favor, a thumbs up, a, you know, an A, the light of his face. Well, as a child of God through faith in Jesus Christ, the light of God's face is
1: always on us. And so, through Jesus' death on the cross, we
2: are brought into God's family, and our artwork is always perfect god looks at us and sees jesus's perfect life and he smiles at us and we don't even need to slave over our our artwork or our lives to to get the smile it's constant through faith in jesus it is ours and that the it's that the light of god's face is what david wants is what he needs and he's satisfied and uh yeah you know, there are many blessings I, I know a number of the um, home groups have looked at Ephesians over the last six months or so um it's great to look here at chapter one there and see the blessings that flow from the light of God's face so to speak um the reasons for joy you know, um so you Christian are chosen to be holy and blameless in God's sight you're adopted into God's family we have forgiveness of sins. We have the Holy Spirit with us. And it was in accordance with God's pleasure, uh, in accordance with his will. Wow, you grain and new wine. David wants more of God. It's the Lord's favour that he wants. It's the Lord's favour that is ours. And so let's pray for our focus to be on God, to know more of God, to know more joy, from God and so David starts in distress he's he's tempted to believe that God isn't with him that God can't hear him he's tempted to to sin to go his own way to take things into his own hands he's tempted to look for other ways of getting comfort things in the world and instead he turns to prayer and he counsels himself and he counsels God's people to know that the lord hears he says trust in the lord enjoy the lord's favor satisfy yourself on him and the song finishes verse eight in peace i will lie down and sleep for you alone lord make me dwell in safety so no sign of the circumstances changing but david's own situation has changed from distress to peace, because of the Lord. You alone, Lord. So none of this is a promise that God will keep us safe from situations that are distressing, from problems, from illness, from stress, but that in those situations, God keeps us safe in him, in his care, in his love. And that is what we need most of all. That's what we need to know. That's where we need to point our hearts and minds. And so let's learn to sing this song. I'm just going to
1: read the psalm through once and then we'll pray. Mm -hmm. Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God.
2: Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions? And seek false gods. Know that the Lord has set apart his faithful servant for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. Tremble and do not sin when you are on your beds. Search your hearts and be silent. Offer the sacrifices of the righteous and trust in the Lord. Many Lord are asking who will bring us prosperity? let the light of your face shine on us. Fill my heart with joy when their grain and new wine abound. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do pray
1: that you will help us To turn to you quickly. Help us to know in times of distress. Help us to know that you hear us, that you are with us. Help us to trust in you, Lord. Help us to, in times of distress, turn to get to know you more, to have those uh, times in your word, the Bible, help us to enjoy getting to know you more and to enjoy your favour and to
2: be filled with joy from the wonders, the blessings that are ours because of Jesus, because he died on the cross for
1: us, bring us into your family. To make us perfect, right with you. To bring us into relationship with you
2: and Lord, please. So in times of distress, help us to look to
1: you and to know that you are what we need. You are our all. And so, Lord, help us to be in peace. To know that we are safe in you. You alone, Lord, make us dwell in safety. Amen.